Welcome back to the In The Lead show. My name is Jennifer Sang, and you're listening to episode number 25. In today's episode, I get to have a conversation with a gentleman by the name of Mo Rayami. And Mo and I met in uh, my corporate role. Uh, We were working in the same organization and Mo became a new manager in the last few years. And I loved watching Mo's growth and Mo's natural ability to be a really great manager and a really great leader. And throughout this conversation, you'll hear different ways that Mo has always approached people in general, whether it's people, you know, that you're meeting for the first time, people that you work with, you know, relationships, um, or people that you're managing or leading, finding ways to be the most authentic leader that you can be. One of the other things that Mo highlighted in our conversation that I've long believed, and I firmly believe that leadership is not a one size fits all approach. And I know that I have personally seen in my career uh, leaders wanting you to fit into their way of leading or managing or being and not expecting to have to maybe adjust yourself a little bit to give the person that you're managing on your team maybe what they need. And it's less about you as a person and more about how can I help this person be successful. And I know Mo embodies that. And he's had a couple of different roles and managed a couple of different teams now. So I wanted to get his fresh perspectives on some of the things that he has done to be really successful in his role as a new manager and can maybe pick up a few tips and insights into things Mo has done and what's made him successful in ways to help you be successful. If you're managing a team, you're a leader of an organization, you're a leader of your family, you're a leader of your community, whatever it is, we are all leaders and finding different tools and insights has always helped me to continue to define what my leadership presence looks like and what, how I want to show up in the world. So I had a really great conversation with Mo and I hope you all enjoy. So welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the In The Lead Show. My name is Jennifer Sang, and I am here today with Mo Rayami to talk about what it means to be a good manager. So welcome to the show, Mo. Thank you. Thank you. Um, honored to be here. And yeah, I can't wait to do this. I'm excited. Yeah, I can't wait either. Um, I've known you now for a number of years, and we've worked in the same organization, and I've watched you evolve in your career and become a people manager and just have this way with people. And you just always bring a smile to people's faces and brighten up the room. So I'm really looking forward to you sharing some insights into what it takes to be a good manager um, from somebody who just recently kind of shifted into that role. So I'm really excited for that. And, you know, but before we get started, I would love to hear and for you to share with the listeners a little bit about yourself. So who is Mo? Thank you. Thank you. So um, who is Mo? Mo is a father first. Um, I have a two and a half year old, almost three year old son um, that I, he has just been my life since he was born. Um, Great, great, great experience. I never knew being a dad was going to be so much fun or this much fun. Um, But 
I love every moment of it. And it, he's the, I guess he's my, my why and my reason. Um, I am also a husband uh, to a beautiful wife that um, has helped me in, in many ways than one um, to get to where I'm at today. She is a big supporter of mine and a backbone to this, to this journey of, you know, as you mentioned, we work, we work in this, in the same organization. Um, and she was a huge factor in my, uh, I guess my, my success. So, um, yeah, lots of credit to my wife. Um, and I'm a manager. I'm a, I'm a people manager, um, at Cisco and I love, love, love what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously just like any job, there's pros and cons and ups and downs, but overall, probably the most rewarding thing I've done um ever in my life so there's that part and then um soccer I'm a soccer fanatic so that is my just a wee little bit (laughs) (laughs) didn't you play in college too didn't you play yes yes yes. yep I've done the whole college thing um I watch a lot of soccer Uh, my team is actually playing right now Oh, um. <laughs> well, thank you for yeah. <laughs> doing this, this podcast instead of watching the game. I appreciate that. Yes, yes. I, I support Manchester City. Um, it's a team in the English Premier League. Um, and yeah, and they are currently number one in the league. Um, really good team. If no one has ever watched them play, go watch Manchester City. If you're not a soccer fan, uh, Manchester City should be the team you should all support. Should <laughs> <laughs> be. It needs yeah. to be. <laughs> That's awesome. And then, um, and then CrossFit. CrossFit is my new thing now. Um, oh. I started doing this a couple months ago. Yes. And um, very challenging. Um, I'm a person that loves a challenge, something different, something I'm not used to doing. Just dive in and, you know, go at it. But I think, I, actually, I think today is my two month mark. Wow. Yeah. I go consistently four days a week and I absolutely love it. It's very, it's very different. Not what I'm used to, not what I like doing. Mm. Um, Very uncomfortable in in the beginning, you know, with the, just being nervous and, you know, worrying about all the, you know, you see all these CrossFit fails. Um, Mm. So, uh, yeah, you know, with all that, I was like, you know what, let me give this a shot. And so far, I'm loving every moment of it. So it's, it's interesting. I'm noticing correlation there between maybe the CrossFit journey and maybe becoming a new manager. Cause I would imagine as a new manager, there's probably some nervousness, some unknowns, maybe having bad, bad managers in the past, um, maybe some fear. But it sounds like you've really grown into that role and really enjoy it. Yes. Yes. So there's, you know, there's, I guess there's, there's different levels to this, this new manager thing. Right. So, um, a couple of years ago, I got, I got the opportunity to manage a a team, smaller team, team that I used to work in. So I was Mm -hmm. familiar with everyone. You know, I kind of, I knew everyone I've been working with them for years. So, um, there was some kind of familiarity, so it was a little bit, um, it was easier. I, I feel like to transition into because mm-hmm. I kind of knew everyone. 
Yeah. Um, and it was a, it was a very small team. I, I think it was maybe seven, eight people. So um, there was that. And then uh, it, it was, it was a little bit weird in the beginning because you know how, when you all, on, I guess on, on the same, I don't want to call it the same level, but the same, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you all on the same team. And then now mm-hmm. you, you start to manage that team. Yeah. And I was worried about how people will, you know, will receive that. You know, if I, mm-hmm. if I ask someone to do something, are, are they going to take it like, oh, he's being too bossy or, or you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. I was always self-conscious of how someone is going to view how I speak to them or how I, yeah. I mm-hmm. treat them. And um, so, so yeah, so that, that part was a little bit uncomfortable for me. And of course, just this role of you get this title manager. And it's like, oh man, this comes with a lot of, you know, pressure. And now I'm like, now all eyes on me and I have to be a leader and I have to do this and I have to, I have to be this way and that way. And, um, and it, it was, I'll say the first few months was, was a little rough, but I think in the end, you kind of, for me, at least in, in, in my view, I think you you kind of look back at yourself and and look back at, at like your true self and look within and trust your gut and then things just kind of start falling in place because I I remember at first I was I was trying to mimic what I thought would be a, a good manager or a a successful manager mm-hmm. and. And some examples that I've had, you know, not just within this company prior, you know, and just knowing, knowing managers outside haven't always been, or is not what my ideal mm. idea of, of what a, a manager is. Right. Mm. So, so I think I was, I was trying very hard to be someone that I'm not. Mm. And I think that's what, that's where I was struggling uh, when yeah. I first started off. Yeah, I was I was definitely trying my hardest to fit this profile of what I thought a manager should be. Yeah. When in the end of the day, honestly, just be yourself. You yeah. know, be be who you are, be true to yourself, and and then everyone, you know, because I was like, I've I've been on this team. Everyone likes me. I like everyone. We all get along. Mm-hmm. So why would I be any different? You know, yeah. like, like what, why, why should I change any of that to try and be someone else? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I think that that's, that's one of those, those lessons that I learned was just, just be yourself, be yourself. Yeah. Um, and then within, within the team, there is, because you're dealing with different people. Diff, you know, when, when I say different people, it's race, demographics, you know, uh, gender, um, age group, just so everybody's different. We're not the same. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so you have to, you have to be a manager for everyone, not a manager for people that are like you or people that are like-minded, right. You have to be a manager for everyone. So there's a lot of bias, a lot of things that, that, that I feel is the right way of doing things or the right things is not necessarily how the next person sees it. Mm. So, but I can't, 
you know, I can't judge them on how they view this because it. I feel like at, at, at the end of the day, we all have the same goal. It's just mm-hmm. how do we get there? We all mm-hmm. look at it different. Like we all take different paths to get to the same place. Obviously, we're all one team. We all want to be successful. We all work for the same company. And sometimes, you know, my ideas might not align with, with someone else on the team. And that's fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with having a different view because you know what? You probably grew up in a different culture, in a different country. So you're going to see things different. I hope you see things differently than I do. And that's where we learn, right? I might learn something from you. You might learn something from me. And then we meet somewhere in the middle. And the end goal is always the same. So there's so much to learn. And that's why I think it's so important to communicate, to speak to people, to understand people, listen. Listening is very, 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 very crucial. Listening and hearing people and and understand and try and try and really put yourself in someone else's shoes even you know it's a it's one of those things it's like well that's impossible yes and no because you you really can do we can always do more yeah you know? yeah i love a few of the things that you're saying i love that you're what i'm hearing you say is be open so even when you were talking about the journey itself just staying really open and things fall into place i feel like sometimes we get caught in this almost resistance. And we put these things in front of our, we put these roadblocks up or we put these mental maybe roadblocks up that keep us stuck from being able to see kind of these other possibilities. So what I hear is staying very open and working on your listening and connecting. And most of all, I was hearing it's not a one size fits all approach. So what works for you may not work for me and may not work for someone else, but being able to be flexible too, is what I'm hearing is knowing that you have to almost take an individualized approach with each person and really take the time to get to know them, to understand them and build that empathy and that ability to under understand what's usually what I say, the thing behind the thing it's the, you know, in coaching, we talk a lot about people come to you with almost symptomatic issues. And I see that a lot in the workplace where they'll come with the same issues over and over again, but there's probably something else underlying that. And are we taking the time to really uncover that? So it sounds like using some of those skills helps you build that trust, build that um, space where people feel safe enough to bring their whole selves. It, yes, yes, it, it does. And I, I think I think building teams requires building trust, Mm -hmm. you know, but in order to build like a, a, the, the foundation of trust, you have, you have to practice congruent and, and, and speaking your truth. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And, and that's the type of team that I've always wanted to be a part of. It wasn't, you know, it's, everybody's welcome. And I don't care how you are, how you think, whatever it is, you matter. Like you as a person matter. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I have, you know, like there was a, there was a time where, and, and, and you said something about 
um, people's personal life. Mm -hmm. And that for me is huge. Like one of the things that I do until now with, you know, I have a, I have a new bigger team now and I still practice this when we're five o'clock, when we're off work, we're off work mm. weekends. We're, and I tell them, guys, do not, if I call you three times, it's an emergency. I really need you, but otherwise do not respond to my text messages. And I, and I, I, there's one habit that I do that I hate doing it. And I always do it because I always tell myself, I'm, I'm not one to, to write like a, uh, a note on like a sticky pad or something. And then, and then remember on Monday and then send a message. Mm -hmm. I'll just, I'll, I'll think of something on Saturday morning. I'm like, Oh, let me just message him real quick. And then I'll send that message, which I don't think about it, but in their, on their end, sometimes they're like when they see that message, cause you know how, you know, when, when the phone gives you that cling yeah. and then you feel like you have to look at it and then, mm -hmm. and then, and then it tells you, you know, this person viewed your message and now they feel like they have to respond because they're like, Oh, he's probably, he probably see, saw that I viewed the message. And if I don't mm -hmm. respond, then what is it going to make me look like and mm -hmm. all that. And, and I still do that. And that's one habit I'm trying to break, but yeah people's personal time that's your personal time yeah. like whether yeah. you have family your dogs if you're just staring at the walls at home it's your personal time yeah. do that you need it you need it especially right now and i've noticed since this environment we're in the whole pandemic mm -hmm. people's mental health mm -hmm. and that's one thing i that's one thing that i feel like a lot of us take for granted or we don't really think about it, but like, like therapy, like seeing a therapist or speaking to a therapist mm -hmm. and it, it has this negative view or like, Oh, you're crazy. You're going to go, you know, if you're speaking to a therapist, something's wrong with you. And I'm just like, it's no, it's, it's like an oil change or, you know, changing your batteries, changing your tires, a brake job, whatever it is, just maintenance, right? Mm -hmm. It's maintenance for your mentals. Mm -hmm. You have to take care of your mentals, especially in, in this environment that we live in. Cause we don't know what people are dealing with at home, Yeah, you know, being stuck inside for weeks, yeah. months, mm -hmm. you know, and if, if you, if you get sick, and then you're forced to isolate and just be by yourself and yeah. all those things, all that affects your Monday through Friday at work. Yeah. You know, it does. So, yeah. so as a manager, you have to think about that. So sometimes, you know, I have someone that may have an off week mm -hmm. and, and I do this. So weekly, weekly, I, I try my best to connect. And I'll say I'm probably at 95% or higher to connect with everyone on my team. Mm. And not just on a, on a work level, also on a personal level. Yeah. Because sometimes you'll notice, you know, when someone's a little bit off and no one is expecting everyone to be hundred percent every week. Right. But those weeks that you're at like 40, 50%, I wonder what's going on at home. Mm -hmm. You know, is there, is there something happening? Are you sick? You know, are you, is, 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 is your child sick or your dog or something like, is there something else going on that is, is 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 just bringing your whole energy down yeah. outside of, of 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 your personal life yeah. so i think that is that is one thing that sometimes we don't look at mm -hmm. um, or we look we look at it as more of a negative mm -hmm. you know where it's like yeah 
your mental health is not really that. I mean, you're at work now. So save that for, you know, after you get off work. Yeah. And it's like, no, this is, this is like every day. This is it. This is a part of me. And if we want people to bring their whole selves to work, that includes all, all of it, right? It's not just the, the really productive, really fun, funny, you know, happy go lucky version of yourself. It's the whole thing. And just an FYI, I'm here to like abolish that stigma once and for all. I mean, I've had a therapist. I think, you know, I've been in therapy for many, many years. And I think you're absolutely right. It's like maintenance for me. Um, it's like, even after so many years, it's like, you can still uncover new things, new learnings about yourself, new understandings, new feelings that maybe you hadn't felt in a really long, I mean, there's so much. So I think it's so important that it is, I always tell people not to wait till the cars broke down. You have to do the regular maintenance and that's part of it. And also I love that you said that you check in. I know I've worked with managers in the past where it felt like it was just work. Like what you, what are you working on? How's how are things going? What's, you know, and maybe the occasional, like, and how are you doing? Um, but not really making a sincere effort, um, to really get to know the person on a human level. And that means everything personal, their mental health, everything. Um, so I think that's awesome that you take the time and with such a big team, I give you <laughs> kudos for that, for making that effort. Cause it's got to take a lot of time. Yeah, it, it, it does. And, and you know what, when I first, so in this, uh, I guess with this team, it's been a little bit over a year now I've been with this team. And Mm -hmm. when I first joined, that was the first thing I said to myself, I was like, well, I come from a very small tight knit team. Like my old team, we were like a family, right? Mm -hmm. Because it was a very small team and we were all local. I think we only had one person that was um, West coast. Mm -hmm. So we were so close and and it just felt like 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 we had this bond that I was that was just like unbreakable. So I was like, oh, this is the perfect team. And then I inherit this this new team, or I guess I moved to this new team. Mm-hmm. And now I'm the the new guy in this team, right? This team has has been together for however many years. And then I joined them. So now I am joining their herd or their circle. And then I felt like I'm the, I'm the outsider now. Yeah. And I was like, and this is a way, you know, the team is almost triple the size of my whole team. So yeah. I was like, there's no way I can ever have a deep connection with this team as I did with my old team. I was like, it's just impossible. Yeah. And then, you know, you, tell yourself something enough times you start believing it. And I was like, I just, I just have to change my management style. I have to be a different manager now. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And, yeah. and I, and I also did notice that, that my team was not, they were not where they are today. I feel like mm-hmm. um, it was a little bit more kind of like every man for himself, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, we're, we're one country, but we're different States. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, so that, that was another, cause now I was a new manager again. Cause I'm like, this is a completely new experience for me. It's a, it's a bigger team, different part of the, uh, the organization. 
and different kind of team too, you know, do completely different things. So demographics, again, completely different. And I was like, I don't know how I can connect to, to these people on, on that level. And now this team is also global. So I'm like, now I have people from all over the place Mm. versus before everyone was just local. So, but you learn, you know, that's the thing. That's where you have to pay attention. Um, You want to create healthy relationships, a healthy, great, productive team. You have to pay attention. You know, you have to pay attention to yourself and you have to pay attention to, to everyone else around you. And, and I think that really, that really helped me because I, I think my first month I was just like, this is just going to be draining. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, I think I'm going to get burned out and I don't think I'll be able to do this. And part of the feedback that I did get from my team was when's the next person coming around? Cause it seems like it just, uh-huh. it's just like a Rolodex. People just keep getting burned out and then they out burned out mm-hmm. and then they leave burned out and they leave and and then I, I was like okay well this this might be a challenge now and I'm like okay that that kind of excites me yeah. and I was like okay I'm I'm gonna force the love now right I'm gonna force the love <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> yeah but yeah and then you know fast forward a few months and I said but what you know what why is it that like why did I say to myself in the beginning, I can't have that same connection because this team is a lot bigger mm-hmm. and this team is spread, you know, all over the world versus that team was local. So we can meet for lunches and dinners and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we used to, we used to play basketball together and mm-hmm. do all these team outings. And I was like, I don't have that anymore. So there's no way I can ever connect with someone mm-hmm. in that way. And, and this is really funny, but you know, I watched the show um, 90 Day Fiance, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. And I was like, well, if they can have a connection and they're living 5,000 miles away from each other, <laughs> then I have zero excuse, right? <laughs> Management tips from 90 Day Fiance. I love that. I got to tweet that one out. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, No, but it's true though. Right. I mean, I think that's one of the things we've learned throughout COVID and a lot of us have been forced to be distant in a lot of situations is that it is possible to make, have really meaningful connections with people. Like I've made friends in India, um, Europe that I've never even met in person ever. I've only ever interacted either on the phone or on video and it is possible to make really meaningful connections. It just, it, I think it's about intention, what I hear you saying and taking the time. But also what I heard you saying is that your stories sometimes can get in the way. So if you tell yourself, oh man, there's no way I'm going to do this. Oh, it's so different than it was before. Oh, look, it's just a Rolodex of people coming in and out. I'm not going to last. I'm going to get burned out. Like if we have that mindset, it can really drive how we act with our teams and how we connect with people. And I think people can sense that and pick up on it. Yeah. 100, 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely one of those things that can hold you back. You know, how, mm-hmm. how sometimes you really want something so bad, but then you're like, ah, I don't know if I can really afford it. Like, let's, I don't know. When I was younger, um, 
I don't know, maybe one of the cars that I that I purchased. And I was like, ah, I really want this so bad. But then you kind of talk yourself out of it because you're like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to make the payments. I don't know if it's worth it because the insurance is going to be high and all that. And in the end of the day, you're just like, you know what? Just, just do it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> just make you happy. I know. Just do it. Yeah. I feel like we, we spend a lot of times kind of talking ourselves out of things or convincing ourselves, letting those stories again, kind of fuel us. And just it really, all it is, is delaying for what I say is always the inevitable. Like these things are going to happen. You're going to do it, but how much time do you want to spend just kind of circling and cycling through all these, you know, should I, shouldn't I, Oh, is that the right thing? Oh, this person doesn't like me. Oh, I don't know when, if you can just kind of be in that kind of self mode where you can make those decisions more easily, more quickly, you're able to connect with people a lot more easily. There's not as much like stuff getting in the way is what I've noticed. Um, and I think that's one of the things you're really good at is being able to be very present with people and be able to connect with, you know, like you said, you, you ask about their personal life, you connect with them on things outside of work. You sense like, Hey, they don't seem like they're hundred percent. I'm going to check in on them. I think all those little things add up to until people are like signals that say, Oh, Mo matter. Mo cares about me. And I actually matter. I'm more than just a, you know, an instructor or whatever my role is like it, I actually do matter. So I think it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, no, it, you know, it, it is, it's also, there's one thing that I've, that I've also learned in this process is obviously mm-hmm. I have my goals as, as a leader, as a manager of where I want to go. Like I have my, my path mm-hmm. and what I've noticed is, you know, and, and I feel like a lot of people focus on a lot of managers who focus on their path and then forget that you're still mm-hmm. leading a team. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you have to remind yourself that your success is going to come when they win. Mm-hmm. If the team wins, then I know I'm doing my job and I'm winning. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Right. So, but if I'm the only one winning and everyone else around me is doing the same thing or there's no progress, then I'm, I'm really not doing my job. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a, a good manager. Mm-hmm. And, and I've seen that so many times where someone, yeah, you know, he's moving up and he's doing his thing. And I'm like, but you know, his, his team is still the same thing that they were five, six years ago. So I, I always try and push my, my, my team to, to, towards their goals. And, and, you know, sometimes, sometimes people don't know, you know, it's like, it's like freshmen in, in um, college. Like sometimes you just don't know what you want to do, right? Yeah. You go to college and then you waste your first two or three years thinking, yeah, this is what I want to do. And then after two years, you're like, ah, you know what, actually now I really know what I want to do. And so sometimes, you know, sometimes you just kind of encourage them to go any kind of direction. And sometimes it's worked out to where they're like, Oh, I actually really enjoy this stuff. So I think I'm going to go down that path or actually I really don't like it, but I'm glad I tried it. Um, but I, through that, I learned that this is actually where I want to go yeah. and I'm open to all of it. Right. Like I, I tell my guys, whatever you guys want to do, let me know. 
Like for me, it's, this is like, my job is to make sure you guys are happy. You guys are, are successful. So whatever success looks like in your eyes, mm-hmm. that's, that's where I, that, that's what I need to know. Cause that's where I need to make sure you're getting there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah. And, and I feel like sometimes as managers, we, we forget that, you know, we have to, we have a whole team that we have to serve. Mm-hmm. Like we have to protect them. We have to, you know, help them grow. We have to push them because their success determines our success. Yeah. That's such an important lesson. And I know I've seen that a lot working a corporate setting for 20 years. And we were just talking about that. Oh my God, I can't believe it's been 20 years, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, I've seen it a lot where it's, yeah, you're focused on you. You're doing you as a manager. Couldn't could not care less about your team. Doesn't matter. But as long as you keep like moving up the ranks, it doesn't really matter. And then the team is left with all that damage because people just keep coming in to move up the chain and no one cares. And then people wonder why is nobody happy? Why are our engagement scores so low? Why, why are people so like jaded and retention is high? Like I mean, come on, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. Right. Like, I mean, that's because no one, they feel like nobody cares about them. And when a good manager comes along, it, it's a breath of fresh air because people feel like, okay, finally somebody sees my value as a whole human being, not just my role on this team and what results I can drive. Um, I think we get caught up a a lot in that, a lot of the business results, a lot of the we spend like five minutes on, Hey, how's everybody doing? And the rest of the time it's about what are, how are the revenue numbers looking? What, what's, you know, what are the issues? What all work, 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 work. And people are just, I think burned out and just tired. Yeah. And they're realizing that they deserve better. So I'm happy to see that you're fostering a really great culture within your team. It sounds like Yes, it's, I am, I am a, and, and this is, this, this actually comes from, from my wife, lots of training over the years. (laughs) She's a good woman. (laughs) Listening, 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 listening. It's not about me, 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 Mm me. You just listen. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, I had, I mean, I have plenty of stories, but this is one of, and it's sometimes it's the tiniest thing, the smallest show the smallest gratitude to someone else it's like finally someone's listening to me finally I see something happen and I I had a a situation at work where um one of the guys was just not he was trying to work with a different team and nothing was moving and Mm things would, or if things were moving, they're moving really, really slow. And, you know, after a couple of months, it's just like, you know what, there's no need to complain. There's no need to ask for help because no one's going to do anything about it. So whatever, I'm just accepting the fact that this is just how it is because no one does anything. And I said, no, you know, but we, we can't, we, we're not just going to be mediocre. So I was like, please let me know. What, how can I help? What do I need to do? And he's like, well, if you can get it done X, Y, Z, this is what I need. So I said, okay, cool, no problem. Mm-hmm. And I went, and this was, you know, early on in, in, the, um, in this role, but 
in my head, I was like, if I get this one little win and maybe I'll have that domino effect, if I affect him and he's happy and then, you know, he tells the next person. And then I was like, then I could, I could probably win everyone else's heart too. So I was yeah. like, let me, let me start with this small little win over here. And, and then for me, I'm like, eh, it's, it's a small win, but it's still a win. Yeah. Right. So I was like, yeah. let's go. And it, and it was, it was, it was nothing major. Right. Yeah. In the grand picture yeah. but to that person mm-hmm. this meant a lot because this yeah. you know this was his day-to-day and we got it done you know everything worked perfectly and after that he was just like man it took like five years for someone to just listen to me mm-hmm. and in the end of the day I was like that's all he wanted he just wanted yeah. someone to just listen to him Hey, I, you guys keep telling me, give me feedback, give me feedback. What are you doing with the feedback? Yeah, there's nothing. I give you all this feedback. I answer all the questions. It goes into this black hole. Nothing yeah. comes from it. I'm tired of giving feedback because it's yeah. quarter after quarter, year after year, same, mm-hmm. same thing, new leader, same questions, and then out the window. Yeah. And I said, nope, for me, it's different. If I'm asking you for feedback, we are going to do this. We will hold each other's hand. We will hold each other accountable, beginning to the end. If we get somewhere, great. If we don't, we tried. Yeah. So right. And and I've been doing that ever since. And and I think that is one of the reasons why the team really enjoys me. And and I think they've they've embraced me because of I'm just I'm like guys, listen, just tell me how can I help. Yeah. That's it. If. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the show, um, New Amsterdam. No. Um, <laughs> it's this show about, it's kind of like a modern Grey's Anatomy, oh, you know, okay. um, one of those hospital shows. But New Amsterdam, um, the main doctor, the, the head doctor of the hospital. Mike Kemp was like, all right, what can I do? How can I help? And that's, that's it. Yeah. That's how I try and show up every day. Just how can I help? How can I help and 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 slowly slowly you know it it, yeah. it takes some time you know i I, w- I wasn't getting the greatest feedback at first because it's different right it's something it's something different it's a it's a new message it's a new but a different kind of message that people are used to you know i bring in a lot of emotion a lot of energy into my man i'm not like i'm very hands-on i'm not like hands-off and very like um you know do your job and boom 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 we're good i i'm more of i i I don't know maybe i force conversations and (laughs) force conversations (laughs) i'm forcing the love and conversations on you and you will like it i smother (laughs) them with love (laughs) (laughs) well obviously something works because i know that you know it does yeah it's done a lot better the feedback now i mean as of recent it's it's getting so much better and i for me, I just love that the team is interacting with each other. Like nowadays when someone needs something, someone needs help, everyone's like, here, I'll do it. I'll do it here. I can help out here. Let's do this. Let's do that. And and for me, that's what I'm like, oh, this is such, I just feel like the boundaries are so healthy. And I'm like, this is, it's like a, a brand new liver or something on kidney. And I'm like, everything is <laughs> moving perfectly. <laughs> I got a new kidney. No, what I love what you hear you saying though, is that, well, first of all, I heard you saying that you have to put feedback, you have to take feedback and put it into action because 
I've felt that way a lot, actually, in my career as well, where it's like, I feel like we give all this feedback and nothing's ever done. So when you actually take action, that reinforces that feeling of being heard and being seen because it's, it's taking it and actually doing something with it, whether it's, you can actually successfully, maybe there's an ask and maybe you can't get everything, but maybe you help with a couple of things, but it's at least doing something with what you're getting. Cause I hear a lot of people talk about, Oh, we need to get feedback, feedback. We need feedback from the leadership team. We need feedback from the employees. But then I feel like, well, what are we doing with all this feedback? It's just noise. We're just kind of talking at each other and we're not really doing anything meaningful with it. So I love that you're actually taking that and taking it seriously and actually acting on it, which is great. And the other thing I hear you saying that I think about a lot is especially around cultures of teams and organizations, it's not always things that you can see or the tangible things. It's just something that you can feel. And as you were talking about it, it was just giving me a feeling of, okay, that sounds healthy. That sounds like there's not a lot of stress. It sounds like there's collaboration, communication. You can just feel it. It's not these things we can measure on a a survey, but you just see it and and feel it and you go, okay, things are good because like you said, people are talking. There's not all this unhealthy kind of tension or, you know, silence, even people are just working together and they're just generally happier. Um, so I think that's some really important, um, things that you do. And, you know, for my last question, I wanted to wrap up, but I wanted to tie this back to when you said you played soccer in college, what is the one thing you say you learned from your experience on a soccer team that has helped you become a better leader? So, and, and, and soccer is like the perfect example of a team Mm -hmm. because there's 11 players on a team Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter. And I, you know, um, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I was really good in high school, right? So (laughs) I was one of the top, top, top guys, right? So no matter how good you are, you are only, what's that saying? You are only as strong as, as the weakest link. Link. Yeah. And that, that is how it is. It's Mm -hmm. just, if it's a team, it's a team game. Otherwise, you know, go play tennis or run, run the hundred meter track. Then Mm -hmm. it's just you but this is a team sport. So I can do everything perfect for myself, but guess what? If my team loses five, nothing, no scouts are looking at me. No one cares. Cause they're like, they just lost five, nothing. That means that team is doing something right. I'm looking at those players on that team. Not that one really good player on this team. Cause you still lost five, zero. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. so that, and, and, and my, my daily reminder to myself is energy Mm. and and energy is contagious and i feel like the energy that i bring i bring to the team it it needs to be reproduced throughout the whole entire team Mm. and 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 i feel like if you if you just bring you know going back to the to the first thing you said open openness and just trust Mm -hmm. you bring your true self in there and they'll just take it and then everyone else will do the same thing i think 
it makes you know when when one person opens up then i feel like it, it that that effect you know the next person does the same thing then the next person and then everyone's like okay this is a safe it's a, it's a safe place mm-hmm. i can i can be myself i can share my views and all that without having to worry about being shunned or judged mm-hmm. or anything like that and i and i think that is that is very it's very contagious the energy that you come in whether positive or negative yeah. it is contagious so mm-hmm. do your best to bring all the positivity whether it's love and you know rainbows and crystal balls and all that kind of stuff whatever <laughs> whatever works for you you know for yeah. me it's a smile and a great conversation and travel yeah. travel travel and food 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 is my my i feel like food is where all the love and magic happens for me I'm like you you know you have a feast with everyone mm-hmm. you get to learn so many different things and I, I know when whenever we travel we always you know sit down with the locals at like one of the local restaurants and and then you just learn about people you know like mm-hmm. i love listening because i love learning i love learning new cultures different cultures and different people it just helps and i feel like it does help help me with my job because i'm constantly trying to understand how other people think how other people yeah. see things versus forcing my view on you you know yeah. the only thing i force on people is love that's it <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna feel the love darn it i'm gonna force i'm gonna force you until you feel the love no, that's funny um no i love that because what i hear in all of that is curiosity that you have a very curious mindset you're curious about people you're curious about cultures you're curious about the way people think how they're feeling just all of that curiosity i think is a doorway into really great leadership for no matter whether you're managing a team or not you can be curious and use that to help fuel you to connect more with people and create better atmospheres and cultures and relationships um i think that curiosity is absolutely key so i love that you you said that and I can't wait for the one day when, you know, finally all this COVID nonsense is behind us and we can, you can take me out somewhere in North Carolina and show me what food y'all eat. Cause I was, uh, <laughs> last time I went, someone took me to a steakhouse and that was about as far as I got, but I was like, you guys gotta have like barbecue or something, right. Or some good oh, yes. in Carolina. We've got Western Carolina, Eastern Carolina. We've got yeah. all the barbecue. Oh, uh, I can't wait. Well, I appreciate you, Mo. And is there anything you want to leave with the listeners as far as any tips or recommendations on things people could do if they're a new manager? Yes. Well, recommendations, period, for anyone. Therapy. Take care of your mentals. Mm. Therapy, therapy, therapy. Learn about yourself. Know about yourself. Self-care is so important, especially right now. And this time of this environment world that we're living in right now mm-hmm. self-care is very very important yeah. and um for the new managers just trust yourself remember what got you where you are and just be you don't yeah. don't try and fit into something that you're not don't try and uh fit this profile of what you think a manager should be. Just be yourself. There's a reason why why you got there. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, such great advice. I love it. And yeah. such a perfect way to end. I appreciate yeah. your time, Mo. And this was fun. And it's always, I always love conversations with you. So I'm glad we could do this. So no, I this, appreciate you. And this is yeah. awesome. And congratulations on your growth over the past three, four years. I mean, <sighs> this is, this yeah. is amazing. Um, yeah. You know, likewise, seeing, seeing you over the past couple of years and where you are today, mm-hmm. you know, coaching and everything. I mean, mm-hmm. you've come a long way. You should be so, yeah. so, so proud of yourself because everyone around you is very proud of you. So thank you. I appreciate that. That's (laughs) feelings very mutual and I'm glad our paths crossed and we, uh, yeah, we get to see one another. So I'm so delighted you could come on the show today and share your perspectives. And I know that the listeners are going to get a ton of value out of this. So I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. 